All right, folks. Welcome in to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. And I am excited to be joined by my guy, Swipa, here. We are doing weekends with Swipa. It is Saturday morning. And on this Nuggets schedule, uh, not, not a lot going well. Not a lot going well. Uh, Swipa, how you doing, my guy? Uh... How do I describe the moment? So, you know, because I'm so active on Twitter, you know, everybody wants to talk to me all the time. You know, right? That's kind of how it is. And whenever they lose, everybody asks for me uh, because they want to know what happened. And so Rockets fans are just, and some Rockets content creators are really, really, really happy about what they were seeing. Uh, some even questioning the legitimacy of how good these Nuggets are going to be the rest of the year. So been a really interesting stretch of games, Ryan, I think. You know, uh, the malaise of the NBA season has hit, and five of the last seven games they have lost. So we'll see if this losing streak continues. We will see for sure. It has been a frustrating stretch for sure. You know that I've been going to war. I've been going to absolute town on on different topics here over the course of this road trip. So uh, there's nobody more thankful that this road trip is done than I am. Um, no, I'm I'm very happy that we can now kind of talk about this thing from a distance a little bit. It was horrible. There were a lot of aspects that I think need to be discussed. And yeah, no, I, I think Philly fans were taking a, a lap in my mentions last night because mm-hmm. uh, a few days ago I had uh, tweeted out that the Cavs had eliminated the Sixers from the in-season tournaments. And so uh, lo and behold, the, the Sixers fans were like, yeah, hey, look, the the Rockets have eliminated the Nuggets from the in-season tournament now. What do you say to that? I'm like, yeah, the, the Nuggets kind of suck right now. Look, you know, I said before the season started, this was coming. And uh, I think this is just who the Nuggets are. And, you know, I think here's the thing, Ryan. If they were, if they were like just getting blitzed and their offense was still firing off, it's like, all right, their defense, like they're what, but their their defense has not been great. But their offense has been even worse. They've yeah. not been able to score. They have just not looked like the same team. They just don't have the confidence. The ball's not popping. Uh, to take an Adam Mates, uh word, they're just not able to communicate enough to get effective shots. And they just don't look like a team that right now is just really bought in to maybe the goal of the long-term season. Now, this is so funny, is that if you look at who they lost to, Granted, some of these are good teams. Last seven games, they lost to the Rockets twice, the Pelicans, the Cavs, without Donovan Mitchell, nor Carisilbert, and then they lost to the Orlando Magic with nor Fultz and the Norwood Ricardo. Now, the the Magic had won five straight to this point. The Rockets had won one, and they had lost three straight prior to that. Uh, And then you had, obviously, the Pelicans, no C.J. McCollum, no uh, Trey Murphy. So here's the thing. Oh, the Pelicans now are – they are, I think, on a – big win streak as well or it feels like they're on a big win streak or at least they had been but yeah they uh beat the clippers last night so i think that might be four straight for for the pelicans three, three, three. straight now but they, they've they've turned it around to be clear yeah. and i think that started against the nuggets like they, they right. found something that worked but here's so. the thing right is even in the games they won they won versus the pelicans they were down 20 at one point in time then they got down 20 again to the pelicans and then fell short got down 20 to the cleveland cavaliers down 26 to the rockets right Here's the thing. If they were just getting beat playing really good basketball, then that's a whole different discussion. But I think the thing is that I'm feeling right now, the team is the malaise of the season. I think it's the tiredness on the road. It's Jamal Murray being out and it's the young guns off the bench. They just don't have any real confidence right now. So I think all those things put together, I think it's kind of aiding the Nuggets and the kind of being in this funk they've been in for really maybe like two weeks now. It's been bad, and then it's it's important that we be honest about it. That's what I've been trying to do over the course of this time, and not a lot of people wanted to hear it from me. But uh, it, it is it is true that this has been a a really tough stretch, and the Nuggets they need to recenter, they need to refocus, and figure some stuff out. Uh, let's save the young guys and the the back end of the rotation for the second segment. But I want to talk about the Rockets game. Yeah, that game was unsurprising to me like i i was very much like after they had faltered the way that they did against the the orlando magic i thought the nuggets would bring a bunch of effort i don't think that the effort with the starting lineup was bad i do think that the execution was as as bad as it's ever been um 
everything is reliant on Nikola Jokic to be successful. And everything that guys have been able to do individually in the past are are now gone. Like Aaron Gordon, like we could we could spend 47 minutes on Aaron Gordon. Um Michael Porter can't dribble. Uh KCP is the only guy that it feels like you can count on anything stable. Yeah. And then Reg, Reggie, like it is an adventure every time Reggie touches the basketball. Uh, so sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's really bad. I I I don't know what to trust now, other than dumping the ball off to Nikola Jokic in the post or at the elbow and see if he could create something. Well, Aaron Gordon right now it's a fifty-one point seven true shooting. That's fifty-one point seven. Fifty-one point seven. That's gross. Yeah, that's a that's a minus. I think six. Minus six league average true shooting yeah. so far right now, and, and uh, it's not like it's not like Aaron takes tough shots. No. Aaron takes the easiest possible shots that the Nuggets can feed him within their system, whether it's in the dunker spot, wide open catching shoot threes, uh, or just back cuts and, and offensive rebounds. This should he should be an above sixty percent guy every single time. So the thing that's happening with AG right now is that his two pointers are not bad. So on the season so far, if you look at his overall shooting, he's shooting 55% from two, which is not terrible, but that's actually lower than it's been the last three seasons he's been in Denver. But again, I think some of that shot profile stuff. But if you look at his, his shooting, the reason why it's so bad in 51.7 is because he's shooting on the season. He's shooting 52% from the free throw line, Shaq numbers. And then he's also shooting 22% from three. Uh, Aaron Gordon has just lost all confidence in his shot. He shot multiple frustration baskets yesterday. Uh, there were even points yesterday where the Nuggets were down like 10, and AG just goes down the court just to get a shot up and to try to see if he can make that three-pointer. And I think for me, I was like, at that point, I don't think the Nuggets, they're trying to come back. But I think, too, this is just goes to show you NBA basketball. They're like, dude, we're going to – see if we can, but, you know, we're going to get another game here in a couple of days anyway. Like, it's, it just is what it is. So when I saw that happen, I was like, yeah, I think these guys are just – they're just really frustrated right now with the way the offense is going. And I am just uh, – and I said yesterday, you know, I know the Nuggets probably have one, but they definitely – I think AG needs to see a sports psychologist right now, uh, possibly, because they, they have them. Again, if you don't know what those are, they have them in college teams. They got them in NBA, NFL teams. Just people you talk to about your game, like because sometimes you can be in these folks. AG just does not look like a confident person when he has the ball away from the dunker spot right now. And that's just not who Aaron Gordon is. You know, Aaron Gordon, for many people, is a top 50 player in the league, at least a top 60 player in the league. And he does everything. He was really good at the playoff last year. And shooting is not even his most valuable skill set, but he's able to shoot from the restricted area, at least consistently. But he's just not able to do that. And especially when you're playing on the court next to Joker. And I'll say this, Ryan, I think the Nuggets have kind of uh, they've kind of fallen into this like Jokic-centered playoff style offense a little bit in the last eight games. And I, you know, I don't love the the move. Like it's good for Jokic's numbers, but I think the thing is, is that like it's just not the best Nuggets basketball. The ball's not popping right now sometimes. But again. They've been getting games with 27, 30 assists and 33 assists. So like, it's not that they're not playmaking for each other, but without that Jamal Murray component to it, man, they're just like becoming really centralized on Joker dominating his matchups. And then, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll see what everybody else can do around him. That's just not a sustainable winning model. I, I would call it simplified. I would call it stagnant. I would call it easy. What works go like kind of, going consistently towards what has worked consistently in the past. And it's just not good enough now in, in the NBA, especially when you're facing some pretty good defense. The, the, the Rockets are a really good defense and they, they made Denver look dumb. They, they, mm -hmm. they did on the offensive end. 86 points is disgusting. And, and there was that one point where outside of Nikola Jokic last game, the Nuggets were two of 25 from the field. Yeah. Two of 25 is like, yeah. that is, that's, gross <laughs> and uh they they ultimately finished outside of nicola and it's not like look nicola finished 14 of 31 he clearly gassed out at the end and, and missed some bunnies but uh he also wasn't super efficient but the other guys like 18 of 64 is 22 percent from the field or 28 percent from the field excuse me mm -hmm. and like 
that's as bad as it gets. And there are a couple of reasons why you can explain it away. Obviously, it's the the end of a five game road trip. The Nuggets are without Jamal. Everybody's kind of frustrated. It was an in season tournament game, and the Rockets were playing intense defense. And yet, that's still unacceptable. It just is. Like if Denver says that they want to win everything, if they want to win, because that that was the message. Hey, you want to win everything for your team? I think Michael Porter showed up last game. I think KCP showed up last game. I think Nikola Jokic showed up last game. It took some of those guys a little bit longer than others to kind of get into the flow. But I just, there there was a lot to be frustrated about by the way that the Nuggets ended this road trip. And I think that their defense is affecting their offense and their offense is affecting their defense. None of it is good. Yeah, you know, again, Porter on the year, you know, he'd average, he has a 58.3 true shooting. That's continuing to go up. That was bad because it's the start of the year, but he's been pretty good in the last several games or so. Um, I think the thing is, though, man, like they're just not uh, – and this, this is not just Jamal Murray because some people are saying, well, when Jamal Murray, like, you know, is this really going to fix this? This is just about, like, your identity. And if you lose your identity, that happens. You're going to have stretches like this. When the Nuggets are locked in – so this is the thing. When the Nuggets started this season off right, they were blitzing everybody. The team was, not just Joker. The team was blitzing everybody. And Michael Porter wasn't shooting well. So it wasn't just that their offense was going ham. Their defense was playing at a locked-in level versus the Lakers. But outside of the Minnesota game, they were dominant. And then the Nuggets on the season, they were 6-1 with Jamal Murray, I believe. But I think the thing is, is that once they had that injury and went down and then they went on this road trip, everything just kind of fell to the wayside and they lost a little bit of control on their season. So I'm not as worried about this I'm just more so I think the team, it just looks like they need a little bit of a reset. And now Malone obviously is having conversations about what they're going to do and making adjustments to the bench. And there's only but so many names that are available to that. And maybe this is more a Calvin Booth conversation as well, uh, at least for one player. Uh, but oh. right now, when we kind of talk about this going into the season, though, right? Like they have a bunch of rookies and second year players. The first 40 games of the year, Ryan, are probably going to look something like this. It is definitely a Calvin Booth conversation because. I do not think Calvin Booth did a good enough job with the roster. And I think that there are reasons to be critical, especially of this year, trying to shoot the gap as, as they've talked about and, and trying to become great for a long period of time. You still have to get the right guys into the building. And we're, I, I think that there are some questions to be had about the actual players that they've added and, like the way that they have set up their roster over the course of these, uh, like this this off season. So there there are some there are some questions for sure. Because you, you how many guys can they? How many guys right now can they realistically go to swipe up? Well, here's the thing though: is the Nuggets were at one point in the first half of the season so far, they had like a plus one point eight bench, and so they were like the eleventh ranked bench in the NBA, I believe. For yeah, first. before everybody figured out that they're all rookies. But see, that's not the thing. I don't, that's, I don't even, for me, I don't think that's how basketball works, though. I think when you are not confident and you're not playing within yourself, I think that's when you kind of have your lulls. I think for me is, for sure, you get more tape on guys. But right now, Peyton hasn't looked the same because he just simply hasn't played with the same pop that he did, like versus OKC or Memphis or any of these teams. Christian Brown, up and down for a lot of the season, and then he hasn't looked super confident with some other things as well. I think that, you know, when they got, Obviously, Zeke Najee got his buddy. You know, he's really struggling. Yesterday, you know, you put a tweet out. They put him in for one minute into the first quarter, took him right out. And then yesterday he got back in, didn't do anything, took him right out. So they don't have a competent backup big that they trust right now outside of maybe DJ. But DJ obviously has his own flaws as well. I think Christian, Peyton, and now Reggie, them not being able to be consistently good enough to provide some stable offense on the other end, because there's no Jamal Murray is exacerbating the issue. I think without Jamal, there's not a playmaker. There's not a score. They don't have true bucket getters. And I don't mean a bone, like a bones bucket getter. I mean, even a, a Bruce Brown creating pressure at the rim type of bucket getter. But even last year though, Bruce wasn't good to start the year off. And people were questioning his acquisition because the defense was okay. His offense was just bad. But here's the thing. I think that like no Jeff Green makes it different from the side standpoint. And obviously he had a, I mean, if you put up all his defensive games to Denver the last two years, yesterday might have been his best defensive game he's had. Um, so, you know, obviously he played really well. But I just think, man, that uh, I think it's just going to take some time. I do think the Nuggets are probably, at this point, 
Now, nah, let me say at this point, I would say if we get to game 30, Ron, and we're still kind of having these conversations, then yeah, I think that there's a there's probably going to be a trade on the horizon with their maybe their last of remaining uh, available assets to see if they can acquire somebody of value. Uh, just to address this because it keeps coming up. Ryan Swiper, what do you think about Aaron Gordon for OG and an OB trade? OG is equally physical on defense and a 40% three-point shooter. Uh, yeah, that is exactly what the Toronto Raptors would say too. And they're not adding Aaron Gordon to Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. Like, why would they do that? So well, you always have to. What a worst player, by the way. But, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I think, I still think that Aaron Gordon is the right fit for this team. And right. I, I don't, I'm not going to talk about trades for the core yeah. guys. That's that's dumb. And we you are know, not addressing the first 16 yeah. games of the season. There's 82 games to play. Yeah. This is this is such a small sample size. Because guess what? You know what people were saying last year before that Memphis game in December ride? Jamal Murray, not good enough. Porter, yeah. not good enough. Yeah. AG, not good enough. This yeah. is Jokic's prime. We're still struggling. How are we 29th in defense? The KCP addition is bad. Bruce Brown isn't doing anything. That's just the way basketball works. I'm trying to tell y'all, this 16-game sample size, you still are better off than everybody else for the most part. And Boston just got waxed by the magic. Boston just, has yeah. five all-star level players, at least four, with one that's a fringe can start on 2,800 teams maybe in the NBA. With Derek Not Ryan. a top 100 player, though. So, exactly, not top 100 player. So, the thing <laughs> is, and they have struggled this year. So, this, I think people just have to sometimes take yourself out of, like, where you are. You've lost five of the last seven, and you haven't had your second best player, who is the second half of your team. Like, the, the thing is, Ryan, think about this. Yesterday, I, I'll put I'll put yesterday in a clutch situation. They were down ten, nine in the fourth quarter at one point. Now, it wasn't within five minutes, but they were down nine. The Pelicans game got down to the clutch. The first Rockets game got down to the clutch. And then even the game versus the Magic got down to the clutch. They didn't have their second half of the best clutch two-man pairing in the league. And four of those four of those losses happened because they couldn't execute down the stretch. So this is what I'm saying. If they do execute down the stretch in three of those games, and now instead of 10 and 6, we're looking at 13 and 3. Everybody's like, oh, wow, look at the Nuggets. They're just so dominant. And all. But that's just how basketball works. It's this stuff. This stuff. It's diving for loose balls. It's good good decision making. Reggie Jackson, if if he gets that pick and roll with Joker at the top of the key, Ryan, that they did have versus the Magic, and instead he doesn't take forever to pass the ball back to the top of the key. He turns around through his left hand, passes it. Jokic switches to the shot, and then they win in overtime. Then the conversation is different. So this is what I mean. Everything in basketball is just so small. And now people are out on Michael Porter Jr. Like he's shooting thirty eight percent on three, yeah. and he started the year off shooting thirty two percent. He's been playing well. Yeah, he just no, had I, 25 I, points the other day. <laughs> Porter is fine. AG is fine. He had a bad game. Everybody's tired at the end of a road trip. Uh, we're going to talk about the new rotation because it's going to happen. Like that—that's definitely that's something that's coming down the pipeline right. with Michael right, Malone. What's up? By the way, just to be clear, since the start of the season, since Porter came back, he's averaging 19 and eight, and he's shooting 40 percent on 8.3 attempts per game. So he's playing well. It's just he didn't have a great game. I I will say his defense has devolved into something pretty poor. Um, But, like, it is the regular season. Oh, it's Jokers, by the way. Yeah, I I agree. Believe me. I'm not allowed to say that, though. So His (laughs) uh, his EPM has dropped from a minus one from a week and a half ago when it first dropped to a minus a minus or a minus point one. Now it's a minus uh, zero, I think a minus point eight now for Joker. Like he's like, yeah. they're all taking it, the foot off the pedal right now. Yeah, it is true. It is very, very true. Um, okay. Let's recenter. Let's refocus just like the nuggets. And we're going to talk about this new rotation on the other side. But first everybody, this podcast is, you know, it's brought to you by our good friends over at Superbook. Did you know that you could win a trip to the biggest football game of the year, courtesy of Superbook Sports? They'll fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. They will also give you two tickets to that game and a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically entered to win. So wager 
and win with the best with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll be right back on Weekends with Swipa. And we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning into the show. Joined by my guy Swiper here. Yeah, so impassioned conversation in about what's going wrong, what's happening with Denver. Let's talk about what the solutions are. Let's talk about what Michael Malone is going to try to do to come up with a solution for, in particular, the bench unit. We didn't spend a ton of time on the bench unit. I think everybody knows that they've been awful for the vast majority of the season. Like there was a brief time where they were fine in the early parts, but now they are bad. And now I don't know who you can count on outside of Christian Brown. Christian Brown, I think has elevated himself out of this conversation. He has done a good enough job of being consistent and doing some of the tough stuff. He is one of the only guys in my opinion that really gets dirty and rebounds and just forces the issue on the offensive end. And nobody else I think can, we can say actually does that on a consistent basis. Uh, Michael Malone talked post game after the Houston Rockets loss that might be a change in the rotation coming. He said, I, I got to go to some other guys. You can't bring nothing to the rotation, basically. You can't bring nothing to the party. Uh, okay, so Swipe, who's he talking about? Who's bringing nothing to the party right now? Jalen Pickett, Colin Gillespie, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, probably all those. Those are probably the four players. Type. Crap. That's way too many guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just is what it is right now. Um, but Peyton's, but the thing with Peyton, though, it's just uh, this is, again, for a player that hasn't played at all, this is just what's going to happen. You know, he's going to have these high moments and lows. Um, and Christian Brown was bringing nothing for a little bit, but he's been a lot better. You know, what's funny is, guess what Christian Brown is shooting from three now on the season? I think it's like 40%. Yes, he's shooting 43% from three uh, because basically in the last few games, he's shooting like 60% or whatever else it is. Um, and then even, I think Julian has been good time at times, but he's also a rookie. Like, it's just, you're just not going to get consistent play from these. And they don't even know what they're supposed to do, like, and I think the Nuggets have such an unselfish like uh, culture too that I think guys are trying to like they're passing up opportunities sometimes because they're trying to make the right play. But right now, when you don't have a lot of confidence, it's hard to do that and also execute at a high level. So there's a lot of players that's not bringing anything to the table. So you know, Michael Malone basically just said like, look, we're gonna have to rebuild this, you know, from the inside out because this just can't be this. Like I can't ask Joker to come in and average. 35, 15, and 9 without Jamal Murray. And as soon as he goes to the bench, there's just nothing that we're getting out of it. And now the, the thing that, that happened yesterday is the Nuggets starters were very – I think they got worn out. I think at the end of the road trip they were worn out because they were minus it yesterday. But they've been pluses for most of the season except for the Minnesota game and then one other game this year. Um, but this last game, the Houston Rockets bench only scored 18 points. So it's not like they were incredible. But the different Nuggets only scored 10 points off the bench. So, yeah, there's just uh, there's just a lack of confidence uh, that the team has right now. But, again, I remind people that the Nuggets had the 29th-ranked bench last year. So it's not like they were playing well last year. I think they just were able to rely on their defense a little bit more than what they've been able to do so far this year. So, again, they just need a little bit of a culture reset. Per 100 possessions, Peyton Watson's currently averaging, averaging 6.2 rebounds per 100. Mm-hmm. Zeke Naji Zeke is averaging 10 for what it's worth. And that's not good enough for a center. But to be clear, as often as we have complained about Zeke Naji, as often right. as we've complained about the actual size in the middle, Zeke is averaging way more rebounds per 100 possessions than Peyton Watson. Uh, Julian Strother is averaging 4.4 rebounds per 100 possessions. Christian Brown's up to 10.4. He has done his job, mm-hmm. in my opinion, of getting dirty, doing the things that nobody else is willing to do. And that was the message that Peyton Watson was supposed to receive. And it just has not stuck. Uh, here's the, the actual rotation that I think people were hoping for 
at the beginning of the season, putting aside the starters, Jamal Murray is a starter in that configuration. People were hoping for Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, uh, Vlaco Chanchar, who's out, and Zeke Naji. Can't count on Vlaco. He tore his ACL. It's a horrible situation. Yeah. Uh, Jamal's out. And then the next five guys that Denver has under contract outside of those five, which none of them were rookies. Uh, you had Jalen Pickett, rookie. Julian Strother, rookie. Hunter Tyson, rookie. Justin Holiday, veteran. And DeAndre Jordan, veteran. They can't really play DeAndre consistently. That's like, that is not his role anymore is to play. He's not going to affect winning in a positive way. And I think people have to understand that. The other three options, the other three rookie options are rookies. As we talked about, they, they're going to run around with their chick, like chickens with their head cut off. And that's just how it's going to be. And that's how you're going to have to survive. Like last year, Christian Brown was an anomaly and not the rule. Like, that was that was a, a great positive right. thing that Denver got from a rookie that they can't expect going forward. And I think we're we're seeing sort of the the detriments of going with a bunch of rookies in Denver's full-time rotation, especially since it doesn't feel like they can really trust any of their two-way guys either. Do you think do you accredit that more to Calvin Booth decision making or responding to the like the 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 new NBA agreement and the second apron and all that stuff? I, I think it's Calvin. I think that Denver had opportunities. They could they can go over the like the second apron this year if they want to. Mm-hmm. That was never an issue. Like they absolutely could if they wanted to. Now you can't go over the second apron when signing Reggie Jackson, and so that was like, but like they also didn't have to trade for an extra second round pick. They didn't have to sign those guys to full time contracts. They decided to sign. Julian Strother, Jalen Pickett, Hunter T- or Julian Strother was a first round pick, so he was going to be a full time guy. They decided they want Jalen Pickett on a full time. They wanted Hunter Tyson on a full time. And those guys are taking up full time spots, despite the fact that most of the second round picks around the league are being signed to two way contracts mm-hmm. if they're being signed at all. So I think that Denver, especially now that you like, if DeAndre Jordan is out or if he's not going to be a player, and if Vlaco tears a tears his in, like he tears an ACL and he's out, you're just suddenly out of rotation players and suddenly out of roster spots to help you. And Denver, I think, is in this really tough bind right now where they were not expecting those rookies to play a bunch, but now they have to, and they're not ready. What do you feel like the solve will be? I so if I were Denver, I would be very very uh, proactive in trying to figure out how healthy Vlaco is and whether there is a possibility that he's healthy by the end of the season. And if he's not, then you should apply for a designated injury exception. That creates another roster spot for you. And it creates the opportunity to just simply sign a guy to a contract. It's like the hardship exception, basically. Yeah, I don't really want a back coming back from an ACL injury from what, Exactly. August? Yeah, so like there there is no reason. Like he 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 suffered that injury in late July, I mm. believe. So like there even if he got back in 9 months, it would be April, in late April. And that's like that's not reasonable. So I if I were Denver, I would try to come up with another roster spot. That's the best way to do it and then to sign a veteran, particularly a veteran front court player. Like who? who who's available? I, that's a great question. I haven't done my research in terms of who's available. Let's uh, let's go to Spot Track right now. Let's see. Let's see who are who are currently free agents on the NBA side of things. Because if I were Denver, I would be trying to come up with. Uh, I would I would simply be trying to come up with uh, options that are like, bigger like stronger, a center that could roll to the rim a little bit better than Zeke Naji can. So you have and, like Stanley Johnson, Justice Winslow, Jalen Noel, Terrence Ross, I think, Will Barton, Jamichael Green, uh, Wendon Gabriel, Terrence Davis, Danny Green, uh, I think you got to get released, and then like Taj Gibson and uh, 
trying to think who else might be. Hamadou Diallo is he is he in the league right now? Um, I think he I think he's out, but like he'd be a guy I'd definitely look at. But he's not he's not a center. Uh, Ken Birch maybe like I, I could see Ken Birch being an option, just rolling to the rim a little bit. Uh, Gorgie Jang is a little bit older. Um, but there's not a lot. Like there's there's just not a lot of options. Well, they could have caught Kelly Oubre for nothing, but people were apparently were running away from Kelly because he played with Charlotte last year. Yeah, uh, that's it's <laughs> bad. Nerlens Noel. No. Um, Tony Bradley. No. Uh, pretty sure Willie Hernan Gomez is overseas right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonte Porter, probably not athletic enough. Montrez Harrell's now cut. No, thanks. So there's not a lot of options. And I can sympathize with Calvin Booth in that situation where why would you waste a roster spot on somebody that you think think is probably didn't, didn't not going to be super helpful? Six mil last year? Who? Andre Drummond? Uh, no, Andre, he was on the second year. He's on an expiring contract now, and but he's with Chicago. Yeah, and that's a that's a name that I would I would be trying to target if if Chicago believes that their season is done, then they should be holding a price war on some of their veterans right now, and like they're five and twelve, their their season's probably pretty close to done. I mean, there's what's the what's the actual turnaround there is a a reasonable question. I would want Drummond if I were the Nuggets because he is a player that can play like Jokic. In that, he will roll to the rim, he will pass, and he will rebound the hell out of the ball. Um, I I think that that would be a great fit for Denver, especially in a regular season context. Now, mm-hmm. the question that we always ask ourselves, how much can Denver spend on a backup center that they don't believe will play? And this is always the question that they've really faced in like when it comes to a playoff versus regular season context. So... There's a lot of questions. Like, um, I I don't know what the answer is. Uh, what I do know is that when Jamal comes back, things will look better, but they're not going to look perfect because Denver doesn't have a great second-hand roster. Like, they don't have the the great second unit. It's just not going to happen. I mean, we'll see. I just I need to see this. I do need to see more than what we have right now. Like I said, we get the thirty games in. You know, then we have some interesting conversations. I just feel like right now the team just needs to be reassembled. But like I said, bro, it's comp- like defense is confidence. Diving on the floor and all that stuff and like just doing the right thing on the basketball court, that's just you believing in what you're doing. This team doesn't believe in what it's doing right now. They just don't. The process has just been bad. So I, I, I think for me, I'm just not as reactive, not saying you're reactive. I'm saying I'm just not as naturally reactive to bad play over stretches because I'm not also not reactive to good play over stretches. I said during that time, the Nuggets were going to have games where they get blown out by teams that aren't good. I said it. I, I know I just, we just, we are, we have done this every day with this team for years. We know who they are. So once they do this turnaround thing again, they're going to be dominant again. They're going to win like seven straight games or whatever else it is. And all of a sudden, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, bet. Cool. That loss is coming. They're going to lose another game by 15, 18 points. Everybody's going to be losing their mind. So I don't know, man. I think for me, bench hasn't been great. They definitely need one more piece. I almost think they need another, like a veteran wing, uh, more so than they need a big. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Like, because that's just how they, they play. Um, they have an, a poison pill, obviously, with Zeke Naji. I don't know what in the world that's going to gonna happen with him. He just is. He can't be moved. Let me just yeah. let me just get that out of the yeah. way for everybody yeah. that's in the chat right now that wants to trade Zeke Naji. He's not going to get traded. Like it's just not. Like it's it is like he is on currently a four million dollar contract, but he's averaging eight million dollars for his his next four years. Mm-hmm. Like it's just unless teams and and maybe there are some teams that can kind of manipulate that a little bit within to their books, but most teams are not going to want to try to do that. And so I would be shocked if Zeke was traded. Nor would I really trade him because he is still 22 years old. And I, I understand the idea of keeping him around, if only so that you could have that extra trade chip next year. That makes a little mm-hmm. bit more sense. Um, but like, I, 
I would. There's one more name that I'm going to throw out there. Uh, somebody threw a, a trended Watford earlier in the comments. Uh, he's on the Nets. That's not the name I would look at. I would look at Dayron Sharp. Uh, he is a big-bodied center, averages like six rebounds a game for 14 minutes a night. And what Denver, in my opinion, needs is they need some structure to that second mm-hmm. unit. Somebody who is going to just let them run high pick and roll or let them run DHO and then be an absolute load in the middle of the paint. Uh, that's somebody that I would I would target. And then I'd put Zeke at the four and be like, all right, cool, the Zeke. You, yeah, I'd put that, him at the four. This Zeke? He's non-four spacing Zeke. If, Non-offensive if Zeke. I am I am here to learn if Zeke Naji can shoot or not. And he if he can't, okay. If if that's the thing, then they shouldn't have signed up to the contract in the first. He place. has a he's had a hick in his shot for two and a half years, brother. Brother, I yeah no I I don't disagree with you. Like, but I need to see it over. I I need to see him at the four for a significant amount of time. Before I'm like, okay, yeah, you can't do this uh, because we we don't know yet. He has like he has been taught over the course of this last year and a half to run the DHO game, roll to the rim, never pop, never do any of this floor spacing stuff. I think if his role changed, I think if he was set up in the corners, set up on the wings, I just to do something shooter to catch the ball and have a go through the motion. Through the motion of a shot, instead of Zeke getting the ball, and then he has this like little thing he does right here, and then it's like, and then it's on his free throw, it's here, and then a here on this free throw. Like you can't, you can't do that. Like you, there's just no effect. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Me, I don't understand. But guess what? When when Aaron Gordon shooting the ball well, Aaron Gordon has a nice, like a nice little. It's like a very muscular, robotic. Huh. But when he does that, like. He just you can it's you can't be muscular. This is the thing, right? As a muscular man myself, as a muscular athlete, uh, you know, uh, former college football player, all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you are bulky, you have to develop a smoothness to your game. Right now, Zeke has no smooth, no suave, no Rico suave to his game at all. No paprika. It's all stall. It's not paprika at all. And it's just, he just looks like he just, he's been put in a little bit of a bind. And again, maybe if he goes to the four and then, you know, he gets some more fluidity, bro. But when he gets that jumper, bro, I'm just like, and it gets to the free throw. And I'm just like, bro, just shoot the ball. Like, just, just let it come through you. It's like, are you, are you an Avatar Aang fan? Brian uh, I, I have watched. I have partaken. Yes. Okay. No paprika, Chelsea. So if you are an Avatar Hang <laughs> fan down there in the comments, okay, here's the thing. When he goes into an Avatar state, when he lost his powers, he had to let Earth, Wind, Fire, and everything else and water has to course through him. It's a natural progression. When you are an airbender, right, listen to this, okay, learn something. When you're an airbender, it's all let about it flow through you. the state yeah. of flow. Yeah. When I talk about Jokic, I always say he's like water. Jamal Murray's fire. Jamal Murray just like, that's how he plays. But Jokic is fire. The thing is, Zeke needs more of this to his game. Aaron needs more of this. When he's confident, Aaron is doing this. But when they start doing all this hitching their shot and lack of confidence and not shooting well, it's just because they just simply are not letting the game simply flow. And I am just so sick. I'm not gonna hold y'all. Look, look, I'm not. I'm not trying to rant, but I want to clear this up. I'm not even gonna put the comment up. People that are coming for Michael Porter Jr., people that are coming for Aaron Gordon, y'all, y'all, somebody on the same folks that was coming for Jamal Murray last year when the Nuggets went off to a good start, and then going into the Timberwolves series, is he a good enough number two? Michael Porter Jr. went into the playoffs and was a great two-way player. One, y'all, ungrateful, some of y'all people, in NBA championship with Aaron Gordon, and now they ain't good. Cam Thomas. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me look at this. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Because Cam Thomas got this thing around the league where a lot of the hoopers and stuff are. T- look, let me, let me show you this. 
Cam Thomas, for all that stuff people talking, 57 true shooting this year, chucking shots at 27 points a game. That's a shot chucker. You don't even like shot chuckers in the Nuggets offense because we had those before, named Bones Highland. Bones Highland was one of those, and y'all ran him out of town. Ran him out of town. Jamal Murray does that. When he gets into the playoff, Ryan, when he gets into the playoff, they literally will say about Jamal Murray, oh, he needs to stop shot chuckers. He's dominating the ball all of a sudden. Come on, bro. Don't even like shot chuckers. You already got one on your team. And you know who else has been shot chucking lately? Huh? Aaron Gordon. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, the, the big guy. Yeah, big Yo, guy. He's been shot chucking too. So this is what I'm saying. And y'all, he's not playing efficient basketball. This sort of stuff we know. But y'all, I'm just trying to tell y'all, y'all have to personal. look at what basketball really is. Okay? Those small things aren't fixing this team. Porter was a top 50 player in the league through the playoff. So was Aaron Gordon. You don't find that's why they won, because they have skilled sides. Ryan Blackburn, every single theory, oh, my God, the Nuggets are just so big, but it's not just it's not just their size. It's just it's skills, like their ability to get in and out of shots and score at multiple levels, and defend and switch and all that stuff. Yeah, Tim Legler, and you had uh, you had uh, the Brian Windhorst and the Who Collective, and Tim McMahon, like they're versus the Heat and the Lakers. They're just too big and too skilled. Too skilled. Come on. It's pretty funny. Uh First of all, top tier rant. That's that's fantastic. I, uh, you're you're on your game tonight, my friend. You are on your game. It is. Uh, look, Denver's going to be okay. The Ringer, they ranked Jamal Murray as the 15th best player, and I think it's very clear, watching through this this stretch, that he is. He's he's that's about right. Because what he does is he helps provide Denver with an identity. He helps them recenter everything. He helps them focus, and he is that guy that is always so consistent. Admit that our depth sucks compared to the other top teams. Who's no. on Boston's bench? Who, who's yeah. on Boston's bench? Jelano Banton is not saving this roster. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Look, not. Like, Richard? Garrett Richard. in the playoff series. They getting cooked when he's yeah, on. Yeah, no. Sam like, Hauser? Yeah, Sam Hauser. Hey, Sam Hauser's regular season net rating is fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> no, Zeke Zeke versus Peyton Pritchard is funny because they signed the same contract, basically. And everybody in Boston's like, oh, man, Peyton Pritchard is the truth. And then he's going to get played off the floor. And Zeke won't. Like, Zeke won't because he'll be able to at least guard. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand. And that's something that's not going to show up until the you playoffs. Know, the Milwaukee but. Bucks, by the way, just to be clear, since we're talking about all this depth, ain't got nobody but Pat Connaughton and Jay Crowder or Marjon Bochamp coming off the bench with Bobby Porters. And guess what? Their defense really sucks because they got Dame, Pat, and Malik, and Jay Crowder trying to POA defend versus drop, with drop coverage bigs on the court. They're getting cooked. Giannis, respect to Giannis, top three player in the league, top two, whoever you are. Been cooking versus the bad defense, and all of a sudden he played versus the Boston Celtics. Nowhere to be seen. So all the issues you all are seeing, while well, they're real, I also want to let people know: look around the league. Everybody has issues. Everyone does. Guess what? But the Nuggets probably got less issues than almost anybody else in the league, if not everybody. The the literally the right the Celtics cannot put a bench player on the court. Can't, and they don't execute down the stretch of games well. Boston fans are still complaining about Tatum in a shot. And Brown. Oh, my God. Brown is – like Brown, Brown, you knew knew it was going to be a big game last night – or on yesterday because Brown went 6 of 22 and had a 2 to 3 assist to turnover ratio. That's how you knew it was a big game for everybody. Uh, Like, look, everybody knows the Nuggets are going to be fine. There are things that they can do between now and the trade deadline to – close up their roster a little bit better. They need a little bit more size. I I do believe that. They need to not put Peyton Watson in situations where he has to feel like he has to rebound because he's not a rebounder, clearly, or he's not there yet. Uh, There are things that they can do. I think that this upcoming rotation in the game on Sunday will be, uh, assuming Jamal is still out, uh, Reggie will start. Christian will be the first off the bench. 
Justin Holiday will be the second off the bench. And then I think Zeke Naji and Julian Strother will probably come in at about the same time. And Reggie Jackson will come back in. And I think I'll probably, maybe Casey. Would you, put, would you put Reggie on the bench? I don't know. I don't. I don't know who should come off the bench, and because who who leads that unit if if not him? Well, this here's this is this is what I said, and I said this on Locked On yesterday, and I said this last night. The Nuggets are very freaking good with KCP, Christian Brown, Aaron Gordon, and Michael Porter Jr. They're very good. Now they lack that Bruce hand that Bruce Brown ball handling, but that lineup is very good. For me, forget it. Just go defense. If you're just going to do it this way, just lean defense with the starters. Just lean defense. Bring Reggie Jackson in. Let him man the man it with the with the bench and all that other stuff. But just lean into the defense. Lean into the wings. Everybody has to play on a string. Obviously, you don't need a real point guard. It's the regular season, and just call it a day. And then when you need to execute down the stretch, you can put Reggie Jackson in if you want to for Christian Brown. Whatever you want to do. I I like the lineup that they put out there in the fourth quarter, and it actually got some success against the Rockets. Uh, it was Reggie, Christian Brown, Justin Holiday, Aaron Gordon, Zeke Naji. I think that's good enough. And I think that's the lineup that you probably should go with if like if you're running a second unit, because you can actually go to like a, a Reggie Aaron Gordon pick and roll. And, and okay, that'll get you some points against bench units. It's not gonna get you a lot. And those guys are gonna have to play better and they will play better at home. But like that unit, the identity that Michael Malone has talked about ad nauseum has been defend, rebound, run. That lineup mm-hmm. will defend, rebound, and run. Like they just will. All right. Yeah, we'll see, bro. Maybe Hunter Tyson gets a look. Who knows? I don't know. But all I know is is that I think we should just relax. R E I said this last year. Aaron Rodgers. R E L A X. Relax. <laughs> relax, everybody. All right. Let's do one more quick break and then we'll do a quick third segment. Uh talk about the upcoming week and our, our final feelings of concern on the team. But first, uh, this message from Kim Becker. What's up, guys? Kim Becker here with Mile High Sports. Make sure you guys are following us on social media so that you never miss a Mile High Sports daily. Monday through Friday morning, we'll post a video hosted by me catching you up on everything you need to know when it comes to sports right here in the Mile High State. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you name it, we're there, and we've got you covered for everything Colorado sports. show so far really appreciate everybody for hopping in thank you so much for contributing to the chat uh thank you so much for supporting us make sure to hit that like button if you can uh we've been having a great time uh doing these shows and swipe and i will we'll probably go sunday next week so everybody everybody kind of knows just looking at the schedule i think sunday makes sense because i think they've got games on actually sunday's my birthday if i'm if i'm not mistaken so uh, 30 years old, y'all. Put it in the chat. Big 3 0. Big 3 0 for Ryan Blackburn. Put it in the chat. Happy birthday. Big 3 0 for Ryan Swipe Blackburn. I'm, I'm, tur- I'm turning 27. <laughs> Don't stress me out like wait, that. Wait, God no, damn. In the chat, be honest. Which of us, which of Ryan between Ryan hey, and Blackburn, which one that's of not us? nice. Which that's one of us nice. comes off as which one of us is older? Which one of us comes off as older if you have to engage oh between two of us? That's who not nice. Who is older? Ryan. Hey. Who no wait, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> who acts older? Ryan or Swiper? Oh God. Put that in there. Everybody knows how old I am. You know? Nice. Yeah. You're like Solid 46. 33. Full of energy and joy and life. Uh, God. Here's Ryan freaking out, going crazy off the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans got a better bench than the, than the Nuggets do, y'all. Everybody, everybody run, hide. Run and hide. That's, that's why it's just why we got the old man in <laughs> Swiper, you could be, be 25, 25 to 40. to 40. I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Swipe goes through, he goes through phases. He, he goes through different segments at, at times. And <laughs> like he's like, youngins, let me teach you about this NBA history that we had. Let me teach you about, uh, man, playing high school football back in the day uh, versus uh, these young guys can cook. Let's go. <laughs> there's, there's differences there. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. gosh. 
Um, all right, let's let's wrap up here. Uh, you asked me before the show feelings of concern from one to ten. Where are you at right now? What's what's your number? A, a one to a zero. I mean, if oh, I have okay. to, if I have to lean into something, then I'll say I'll say a one. It's just it's too early, brother. It's too early, brother. You know, to take the wide words, Jokic himself. It's still twenty percent of the way through the season. Like, I know that there's another eighty percent left to go. And there are reasons to have faith that the team will completely entirely turn it around. Like, you know how I believe in Jamal. Like, that's that's going to happen. I do believe that. Now, has the team found an eighth rotation player yet? No. Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, they still need an eighth guy. And, like, the, the minutes that Jeff Green filled last year, like, I think you could say that Reggie or Christian, those guys are going to fill the minutes that Bruce and Christian filled last year. I I firmly agree, but we still need. We to haven't even crossed Yokemus, right? I I agree. Believe me, I get it. I get it. But you also like you had Jeff Green. You knew what you had in him, and I think they knew what they had in Blacko last year, and could have gone to him too. But like they they don't have those options anymore. Mm-hmm. So we're still still in search mode in, in that point. And so for that reason, I think I'll put Ryan it Ryan Blackburn, it, big Jeff Green fan, by the way. It's at a three. It's had a three. I, yeah, that's the the absolute opposite. Uh, God damn. Uh, okay, so the Nuggets have a tough schedule coming up. Let's talk about it here real quick. This upcoming week, Denver plays in a different city every night. Um, in like they play five games in the next seven days. By the looks of it, gosh darn, they play five games in the next seven days. Yeah. Sunday versus the Spurs at home. Monday at the Clippers on a back-to-back. Come home and play the Rockets on Wednesday. Then you go on a road back-to-back and play the Suns on Friday and the Kings on Saturday. Good God. That is – that's a painful one right yeah, there. Yeah, the that's- NBA is like, hey, we're giving you an eight-day break anyway. We're just going to pack it all in. Just enjoy it. You get eight days off. Yeah, well, here's the thing. They're not actually getting eight days off because they're going to get two extra – games that are built into that schedule in between December 2nd and December 11th. So it is not good. (laughs) Like Denver, they, they're, they're going to get more of a break during that time because I think they play on December 5th and December 7th, I'll say. And that means that they don't have to play on Mm -hmm. the 8th, 9th or 10th or the third or the fourth. So there will be some time. Listen to this. They play, listen to the, the dates even don't make sense to me. The 27th, the 29th, the first, the second, and then the games, the 11th, the 12th, 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th, 22nd, 23rd, 25th. They don't have more than a day off. Yeah. more. They don't have, they don't have two days off for, like, they will have it for that uh, in-season tournament, and they're going to have to take advantage of that. And so maybe it's not the worst thing in the world that they're not going to be trying to compete for the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals in Vegas. Maybe that's, maybe that's okay. And and maybe there's a reason why they they look so bad in this in this last one. They're like, you know what? We're pretty tired. Let's uh, let's not do this because we don't like. Let me actually ask you this before before we get to like how they we think they'll do in this stretch. How much did you want the in season tournament for them, and how much do you think the Nuggets wanted the in season tournament? I think they just wanted to compete, but obviously they didn't care enough. They didn't show up last night, so um, yeah. probably a three for the Nuggets. You know, like, hey, we care, but not that much. Um, and for me, maybe like a five. It was just fun to see them play, like, down meaningful basketball, like in the, you know, on a nice court with the, with the jerseys and all that kind of stuff. A joke, a joker master class to win the in-season tournament, something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't really mean anything. That's the thing. This The, the same way with the playing stuff. Like, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, you can't use that in your, your legacy resume. Like, oh, you know. Oh, Au contraire, sir. LeBron James is going to be the first player to win the in-season tournament and be the in-season tournament MVP, and that is going right on the legacy card. I will yeah, tell well, you that right it, now. They don't put it on Steph Curry's resume. He's oh, he's defeated, winless in playing games. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. I, I never hear it brought up. Hasn't had a ton of playing games, to be clear. SGA, everybody's like, oh, SGA's a top-ten player. He sucked in the play-in. Yeah, no, I agree. Do, we uh, don't hold it against him. I, I also saw somebody, uh, I won't name names, but I saw somebody be like, when are we putting SGA into the MVP conversation? And all I could remember was, man, Christian Brown and 
KCP locked them up for two of 16 in a blowout win at home as the Nuggets defeated them by like 35. Like mm-hmm. that was that I, he didn't look like the MVP that day. That's for sure. Um, but that was game three of the season. So nobody's going to remember that. Um, all right. Upcoming week. Do they win against the Spurs on Sunday? Oh, in Denver? Yes. Wemby? Wemby show? Wemby has, they've sucked, but they have not looked good, by the way. Spurs have been I know. And they got but more nasty televised games. If we are being honest about the profile that the Spurs have as a team with two bigs, you've got the, the rim-protecting four, and you've got a guy, and like Zach Collins is not going to do anything to Jokic, but like that's the exact kind of player that Aaron Gordon still struggles with, like on both ends of the floor. So Zach or Wimby? Wimby, Wimby. Like that, yeah. that kind of, well, it's, it's mostly that kind of setup where you've got like Wemby just roaming off of Aaron Gordon. Um, that's going to be tough. And I, I don't know what Denver's going to do. They'll, they'll probably win. They'll probably figure it out. But like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they look pretty bad in that game. Yeah. It's going to be at home though. They just lost back-to-back games. So I think that's the thing with that game. Monday, they travel and face the Clippers on a back-to-back. You think they win that one? Yeah, that's a win. Clippers. <laughs> They're good. I like the Clippers too, but they just lost to the Pelicans as well. That's the other it way. is. It is pretty funny that you, all you had to say was Clippers, and, and I was like, "Yep, okay, that makes sense." Um, Wednesday they come home and face the Rockets. That's what I think they get. At home. I think they get revenge, and the Rockets are not a good road team. They are a great home team. They're now seven and one on the at home, but they are not good on the road. So, I, I think that Denver gets revenge there. Friday at the Suns. Jamal Murray's back. They're winning. <laughs> Jamal Murray versus the Suns is a big deal. Yeah, um, they win that game, then they lose that Saturday game to the Kings. Yeah, Saturday at the Kings. We'll call that an L for sure. Um, they, okay. lose to, they, probably lose to the, they probably lose to the Hawks, if we're being honest. Golly. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll stick with those five. We'll stick with those five, just because that's – like, I think we'll talk after those five games, and like we'll, we'll have a nice picture of what's going down. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to say – I'm going to say three and two. I don't feel great about it because it's three road games there. Right. And there are two back-to-backs in that stretch. But I am going to say three and two. I think they bounce back a little bit. I think Jokic plays better. I think Aaron Gordon plays better, frankly. And I, I think that Justin Holiday adding him to that bench unit more consistently, I do think that will help. See, it's going to be fun. I mean, there's actually a lot of good games this week. Uh, yeah. The third game is on NBA TV. And then the Suns game is on ESPN. And then oh, yeah. they play NBA TV on uh, Sacramento as well. They got three NBA, three nationally televised games this week. I saw that Suns Nuggets game being promoted before this past Friday. And they mm-hmm. were saying Friday Nuggets at Suns. So I'm like, right. oh, so that, that one people are really loading up for. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that to me thinks that, that, like, I do think that Jamal will be back at that point, but. I, I thought that there was an outside chance that he would be back at this stretch of the Don't season. Don't waste your time, Jamal. Don't waste your I mean, time. He, I mean, Denver could certainly use him, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, if Jamal would have came back. Now, he no, he killed the, the Rockets last year. Uh, but, yeah, if, if he would have uh, I just, 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 just chill out, bro. Like, just, just no, no point. All right, Patrick McMahon, we'll wrap up with this. He says, if they go three and two, they would be 13 and eight and then get the season started after that. Is 13-8 and eight a palatable early season beginning? I think they were something like that last year, weren't they? You're right. No, they, they, no, they, they certainly were. They were 12-8. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, no, I think that's perfectly reasonable, and they can go on a run. There's no doubt about that. But I think one thing that's given me a little bit of pause, I know that Jamal's been out, but everybody else has been healthy during yeah. the stretch. And the fact that they have been, they've fallen to pieces like this just without one guy, is a little bit concerning. That well, I think that because, should that should paint the picture too. Then, like, if if everybody's healthy but Jamal, they're playing like this. Then this is like an internal thing, you know. So I said they were fourteen and ten last time. So yeah, I'm trying to I think. see that. They, bro, they got a. I think they got a. If I remember correctly, I think they got all the way to thirty nine and fifteen at one point last year. They went crazy from December through yeah um, early March. No, that was that was a fun time. And I'm hoping that they rounded a form there. Uh, what is the game number after December 15th? I think we can we could also do that too. 
game number 24. So if they are 14 and 10 at December 14th, and then they don't play on the 15th, but then they play on the 16th. If they are 14 and 10 through 24 games, Denver will be fine. They'll go on a big run after that because that's just the law of the law of uh, yoke mess. Right. All right. I think that's all I got. That's all I've got. Uh, You got anything for me? Nope. Uh, Enjoy your day. Just, you know, like enjoy y'all Saturday. Relax. Try not to worry about Zeke Nagy's contract or Michael Forders apparently or Aaron Gordon being traded for OG Ananobi. Team would look radically different if they did that. But, you know, just try to enjoy the process, man. This is part of the NBA season. Y'all asked for it. This is what y'all wanted. Y'all wanted to be back in the season. Welcome. Nuggets regular season basketball. Ugh. Already tired. Already tired of the regular season, if I'm going to be honest. But hey, this is part of the process. Denver's got to figure some things out about themselves. And every year is different. And the most important thing that Nuggets fans can remember at this stage is that things did not look perfect before. And then on December 8th, things started looking a lot better last year when Jamal Murray hit that buzzer beater. So I'm looking for a key moment in this upcoming stretch. Maybe it comes against the Suns on December 1st. That would be very poetic, in my opinion. Everybody, that is going to do it for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll Weekends with Swipe Edition. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. We'll be back uh, next weekend, uh, probably on my birthday, December 3rd. So that will be fun. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for stopping by and making the show great. Swipe is clearly out of here. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys very soon.